Oh yeah, baby. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Man Cave Huddle. And I am your host, Greg. Where in this episode, we will recap week two in the league where they play for pay. So um, first up, let's talk about the local teams, y'all. Everybody out there in New York that's a football fan is very happy with week two. The Jets probably had the most impossible comeback of all time. They had a minute and change left. It is 30 to 17. Okay, they get a touchdown, make it look very cosmetic, 30 to 24. The only way they could have came back and had a chance, I said, they got to go for the onside and get the onside. What happens? They go for the onside and get the onside. Garrett Wilson, rookie receiver out of Ohio State, probably had a game he'll never forget. Two touchdowns, game winner touchdown to Giants, walk out of the Cleveland Brown Stadium. 31 30. Victor could have potentially salvaged their season. Teams that are usually one and one after two games, you kind of feel a little bit more motivated as opposed to the seasons on the line and we're only three weeks in. Trust me, as a Giant fan, we've been there. Speaking of the Giants, they handled business this past weekend against the Carolina Panthers. Now, the only thing is the offense did have a slow start because the first two offensive possessions that the Panthers had, they gave the ball to the Giants, and I'm thinking if we could go up 14-0, now we're talking about a legitimate lead and putting ourselves in a chase position. But that didn't happen. You know, it was two field goals. Offense was just very, uh, I don't want to say lethargic. I just think we are gelling. We are finding our team identity. And we stayed the course. One of the team identities is this defense, Julian Love, with the big sack on third down. The defense is being able to keep us in the game like they were able to in past years. But now the offense is able to do their part and complement the defense, and win games. And that's what really matters because, you know, as we all know, Daniel Jones, he is the type of player where you just get very scared in clutch moments because you don't know if the right decision is going to be made. And I'm not going to lie. In this game, he made some smart decisions. And on the game-winning drive, he made a key run up the middle for, I would say, seven to eight yards on a third down and got the first down. And for the... First time in a long time, not at the end of the first half, but the Giants were in victory formation, signaling we got this. Wow. It's such a beautiful feeling being 2-0. But like I said, every Giant fan can't have blind faith, you know. Um, You just got to take this as one week Super Bowls. Every week that we win, it's just like we won two Super Bowls. Because you just, you know, let's all be honest here. Coming into this season, we probably expected to have maybe around five wins. Now we're close to already being having more than that. So, you know, tempered enthusiasm, but there is reason to be enthusiastic. Now, when we talk about games around the league, this was a very, very, very um, exciting weekend. I mean, you had Mike Evans on Tampa Bay get into a fight with a defensive back on the Saints. He got kicked out. This was a game that was 3-3 in the fourth quarter. Brady has never beat New Orleans. He's never beat New Orleans. And it was 3-3 and Brady's flipping out. And in the end, 
Brady does what Brady does. Through a key touchdown. Jameis Winston, man. I mean, I think he's talented, but what's the first thing you think about when you think about Jameis Winston? Exactly. Interceptions. And he threw three of them. And they were like the backbreakers where you're like, come on, man. You can't be doing this to us when we out here busting a hump and you just giving charity away. But Tampa Bay, they pulled out the victory here with a uh, 20 to 10 win. So they got the hump off the back that they can't beat the NO in NO, which they did. Another game that I thought that was fantastic was the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. This was like late in the third quarter. Ravens are up something like 35 20, uh, 35 14, right? And Lamar Jackson had just scored a 75 yard touchdown run. You're thinking to yourself, with that Raven D, it's a it's a wrap. They about to win this. And all of a sudden you see 21, 28, 38, 35. Wait, what? And I mean, this was an amazing comeback by the Dolphins at the end of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter. This is the early part of the season so a lot of teams really have players that they didn't have play in the preseason and they're getting their preseason stamina legs endurance rhythm all that stuff now and the Ravens got exposed a little bit on the back end Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both over 10 receptions both a couple touchdowns both well over 100 yards so you can't really say that that defense was in midseason form but it was a spectacular game nonetheless. Seattle and San Francisco, I know all my San Francisco 49 affairs are heartbroken. They were so excited to see the era of Trey Lance begin. And he suffered a broken ankle in which he had to have surgery. And he's done for the season. And guess who's back? Jimmy G, a.k.a. Jimmy Garoppolo, who the 49ers said, we don't want you to be the starting quarterback. We're trying to trade you. We don't want you. You know what? We're going to keep you around to, guess what? You the star quarterback. I'm sure he went into the huddle like, what's up, fellas? Good to see you guys again. So um, it it was a good game. Jimmy G put up 27 points, handily beat Seattle. Um, This is a game in which, you know, now when you look at the 49ers, you got to take them as a serious contender in the NFC. I mean, yeah, you can sit there and say you can't win with Jimmy G, but he gets you to the playoffs, and he can get you to the NFC title game. Just got to figure out a way on how to get over that home. And he's been to a Super Bowl before, so let's not act like he's incapable of leading a team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, the 49ers, got to keep your radar open for them. Houston at Denver. Oh, my goodness, man. Denver, they won this game, but they still have some issues just... I don't even want to say, like, with the offense. It's like across the board, man. Um, they just had some – last week, you know, week one, you're willing to sit there and kick a 59-yard field goal to try and win the game, and then you let the clock run out on a 54-yard field goal, and then you say, no, we're going to punt it this week. Weird. Some other things happens, and it just looks like with this new rookie head coach, there's just a lot of things that he's learning on the fly and it's just not as smooth as you like. With Russell Wilson being a new veteran quarterback, he, I'm sure, is not happy with being booed, but these things take time, and um, it needs to happen fast for the Broncos. But, like I said, 1-1 is better than 0-2. 
Now, when you look at Arizona and Las Vegas, what a game this was. Both teams 0-1. Both somebody definitely was gonna leave 0-2. And this game went into overtime. Raiders have the ball. Hunter Renfro catches a nice little out pattern. It was like a third and seven. He faked two guys out. Looked like he was going to get the ball. And then Simmons, the uh, hybrid player, uh, Arizona just came over to Hunter Renfro and just gave him a nice little And when he hit him, boy, all you saw was him go down and the ball pop out. And then you saw one of the Arizona Cardinal players grab the ball and run down the sideline and score the game with a touchdown. This went from the Raiders... Winning, I mean, not winning, driving down the field, potentially getting a big third down conversion to what a hit. To did he drop the ball? To oh, he picked it up. It's a scoop and score. Unbelievable, yo! It was a great ending to a good game. Arizona one and one, Las Vegas 0 and two. This, you know, at the end of September, you want to be two and two because two and two heading into October. At least now you're 500. You know where your weaknesses are and where your strengths are. But when you're 0-2, you kind of now are staring up at it like we gots to win the next two games. Not got to, gots to win the next two games just to put ourselves in a fighting chance position for the rest of the season. Now, Tennessee at Buffalo. Um, Hey, man, Tennessee got some problems, man. Got some problems. 0-2. But this is this loss to the Buffalo Bills. I really can't sit there and say that um, nobody saw this coming. The Buffalo Bills look like they're on a mission. I mean, you have Josh Allen passing for four touchdowns, giving three of those touchdowns to Stephon Diggs, which ties a career high for touchdowns in one game. The defense is just locked down. The offense. Josh Allen looks like that player that when you're playing Madden, whatever play you pick, I know what every player is doing, how to protect myself, and where to go with the ball. It's almost like he's in the matrix. He's mastered this offense, and he's mastered quarterbacking. My only fear with him is is the way he runs around and the way he's reckless with his body sometimes. Because as a quarterback, he's taking on linebackers like, I ain't scared of you. I'm a truck stick you. Keep that up. Keep that up, because one of these guys are just going to come with a nice little yep, and then we're going to see if you wake up and you're not doing a nice little, you know, Mom, I like peppers with my eggs this morning. What did he say? We're on a football field, and he's telling his mom what he wants for breakfast? Take his helmet, yo. He got a concussion. Take his helmet. But Buffalo, they look dominant. I mean, the Rams, we two against Tennessee, they look like they red to go now. Uh, Minnesota at Philly. This was a game that I thought was going to be a lot more uh, competitive than what it was. Um, this minutes, the, 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 the Kirk Cousins is like two and thirty something on Monday Night Football. I would say this, Philly, they figured out how to wrap around an offense around a skill set of Jalen Hurts and all the things that everybody was saying about him in the all season that he needed to work on, things that he needed to do, right? Now it seems as though he's rectified and addressed all of those issues. So everything that they were talking about, the deep ball, the accuracy, recognizing when to run, when to pass, he displayed all of that. And that offense, 400 yards in the first game, 
300 yards damn near halfway through the game. Looking very juggernaut-ish. If they can keep up this style of play throughout the entire season, Philly might be a team to wreck with. And I'm not talking about like, hey, they're going to make a deep run. They could be making like a Super Bowl run. So that for me, y'all, is um, wrapping up week one. You had some very exciting games, like I said, with the Jets' late rally. Needed an onside kick to win. Miami, I mean, dead in the waters, and they figured out a way. You had Arizona, Las Vegas going overtime, and Arizona with a stunner. And San Francisco welcoming back an old friend into the fray. So this is uh, week two. So just stay tuned. My next episode should be a college football preview. I'll have that coming out for you. So if you're bored this weekend, what to watch college football-wise, I got you. So let's end this with a positive quote. Positive quote is, be who you want to be and not what others want to see. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.